Jovial Superman is my favorite Superman. Don't give me fucking broody Superman. Yeah. Quinn, the podcast all about Harley Quinn. I'm your host, Carly. And I'm Jess. And this episode, we're going to recap season one, episode four. Finding Mr. Right. This is one of probably one of my top favorite episodes. Definitely of season one, but maybe all over. Yeah, I think this was the first episode, like I was already hooked from episode mm-hmm. one, but on episode four, I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it has everything about the, the series that I really love. Like, it's chaotic, it's hilarious. There is an overarching theme and development. There's character, not development, but you get to see beyond the top layer of someone. It's not just Chaos Muppet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think it's the first time, like... I mean, when Harley makes the choice to leave the Joker and start out on her own, she's obviously like starting on a a, like character arc, but she's also kind of spiraling. Yeah. And in this episode, she realizes that, you know, if she is going to be um, accountable, like she wants to be accountable to people and repair relationships as like a person with autonomy and not just do everything her her best friend says, but... Well, I mean, she's never been great about doing what Ivy says. Let's right. be real. That's true. But she's going to try. She's going to try. But yeah, it was more than just either ambition or chaos, which has kind of been her primary driver these first few episodes. And we get to see more of her strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, But before we dive into our recap, I just wanted to take like a minute or two to talk about how uh, we actually haven't mentioned that we're married. That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think in episode two, you call me babe, but I almost was going to let it just not be mentioned and like not address it. We're just going to talk about like our dogs and our house and all of this stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, season two, we reveal that we're married just like Harley and Ivy. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) We're married. Um, I just, I I think we just assume that everyone listening to this podcast already knows who we are. But that's probably not the case, to be honest. (laughs) At least not all of them anyway. Especially once we move beyond the tens of listeners. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, I saw that our audience is at least 20 people. Yeah. And at least during 2020 and COVID, I feel like I only know about five, so... Someone probably didn't know we were married. Yeah. We also live in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, We are not from here. We are just moved here a few years ago. And it's become like one of my, it's become my favorite place to live. I really love it here as well. Anyway, I don't want to get too into like. You can follow Carly on Twitter if you want our biographies. Yes, but I just wanted to like. We didn't really do like a real introduction. Our first episode was like, hey, this is what the podcast is about. Let's just jump in. But, you know. We're just really excited about Harley Quinn. That's true. 
And so anyway, that is us. Nice to meet you. Um, and I also wanted to bring up that uh, really cool HBO Max has a entire section about Harley Quinn. It's like a featured, um, it's called Harley Quinn Binge um, on their like DC menu. And, uh, and I just think that's really cool. Uh, I've been kind of working through slowly all of the things they have listed there. Um, I watched uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, the movie. I mean, it's like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. But that was really funny. Mm -hmm. As some of my favorite voice actors, has Kevin Conroy, who is Batman. I, could, I didn't catch who voiced Harley Quinn, but she sounded like almost exactly like the animated series um, voice. But Ivy was voiced by Paget Brewster from Criminal Minds and Drunk History and a bunch of other stuff. And I love her. And, uh, and the one of the uh, graphic novels I talked about last, um, last episode, a couple of the issues take place like right after the events of that movie. So that was really cool. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in there that I haven't seen. Some A couple Justice League animated movies with Harley Quinn in them. Um, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey. Someday I'm going to drag you into Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman Beyond is on there. Um, I just think, it, like, I wouldn't say that at this point um, that, like, nerd culture is niche or, or anything. Um, obviously, like, comics and, and genre and horror are super popular, but it's one of the first times where at least I've seen, like, a openly like a queer character a queer female character would have like that kind of feature like we're gonna collect all the stuff in which this character appears because she's so popular and you can just watch all of this stuff it's also kind of illuminating because i mean you expect that you can have a whole curated collection of justice league stuff or superman stuff or batman stuff but i mean there's nearly as much stuff about Harley Quinn as there is Wonder Woman. Like, mm -hmm. I knew I loved Harley Quinn, but to have everything collected, like, outside of comics to where, no. You can have an entire library of things, even if you don't read comics, even if you don't play DC-based video games. You can have a full and nuanced story and different influences and true discussions of this character without ever picking up a comic book, really says a lot to the popularity and the strength of her as, like, a DC flagship face. But we don't really... I fall into it, too. I think of her as a secondary character. Mm -hmm. But that's not what the media is showing. She is a primary character in her own right. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, at this point, she has just as many properties... And it's even growing in popularity because, you know, Harley, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is getting at least two more movies, at least. Well, she's going to be in Suicide Squad 2. Well, it's called The Suicide Squad because it's going to ignore everything in the first movie. And then I heard a rumor on Twitter that Gotham City Sirens is back in development. It oh. kind of was paused when Birds of Prey w moved forward. But it's at least um, kind of making moves in the early stages in the background. So, uh, so that's at least 
you know, one up for discussion. Mm -hmm. So, and like, and you think about how many time, how many properties the Joker has been in, like, um, yeah, and versions and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just really cool. It was really great to see. I felt seen (laughs) and heard. (laughs) <laughs> you know what would make me feel seen and heard? Uh-huh. Is if they renewed Harley freaking Quinn, okay? <laughs> Just renew the fucking show. It's COVID, so being able to record things distantly and safely is excellent. We want new media. You can do that with animation. It's popular. There's more stories to tell. It looks like the showrunners are on board. Come on, HBO. Like, fandom is this weekend, and if, like... The bit of Twitter noise and Reddit noise I'm seeing is an indication we're not going to get an announcement. And man, I'm disappointed with that. Yeah. Even James Gunn tweeted about it and said, please watch it on, you know, because that might help help it get renewed. Um, that made a lot of waves. Also, um, Harley Quinn was uh, nominated by Auto Straddle's Gay Emmys. Um, so go to Auto Straddle to vote? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think... She was only, the show was only nominated in one category, which is like best animated series starring a, a queer character. So um, stiff competition. It was really hard to vote for Harley over She-Ra, but uh, I had to do it because whatever um, traction we get with, if it helps get the attention or more attention online, um, it was worth it. But I also love She-Ra, so. I mean, I love She-Ra too, but let's be real. I'm on season two of She-Ra, and I shotgunned this all at once. Yeah, like, and I started a podcast about it, so... I didn't start a podcast about She-Ra. Oh, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, as far as where my love and motivation lies, I think I know which one I would vote for. This one's really hit me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, after our short break, we're going to dive into Finding Mr. Right. Got a whistle intro from Ivy leading off this episode. I was just about to say, this is the um, whistling during the DC intro. And that was really funny. We were like, what? When we first watched Mm -hmm. it, I remember being like, what is this? (laughs) And now I just think it's really charming. It is really cute. She's cleaning her apartment and whistling. While she works. Uh Uh-huh. She does this a lot, like, in the first few episodes where Harley is, like, raving or something, and Ivy is, like, tidying or watering her plants, like, taking care of her space, and uh, Harley is just, like, coming in like a wrecking ball. Full-on chaos Muppet. Yeah, and this episode's no different. She and her, Harley and her entire crew just come in covered in, um... Like grime, and they're carrying a the bag of ink money from like stained. dye packs, mm-hmm. and that's just going everywhere. And uh, Harley, no Gucci, yeah, Harley drops <laughs> the giant bag of money on the glass coffee table, and it shatters. And uh, Ivy's like, "God damn it! This was a Noguchi coffee table." And Harley's like, "We can get another one," and throws money just all over. Makes it rain. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Harley is not reading the room, not picking up signals, not completely trashing the place as soon as you walk in while your friend is cleaning. Not a great way. But Hype Harley is pretty cute. It is. Yeah, she is. 
And um, and we have ferrets. That's that's what, you're getting too ahead of me. Okay, sorry. So uh, they just robbed a, a bank or something. They got away with it. They're like, oh my gosh, this is totally going to make the evening news. And everyone's stoked about it, but uh, it's not on the news at all. And um, the like most engaging uh, story is about like a box of missing ferrets that have been returned. And Harley's pissed. Well, they all are. Clayface and Psycho, they're like, they want the attention. And I was like, um, you just like got away with a crime? Like you are a successful villain? And like, no, damn it. We, we want, we want the, attention. We want attention. We want people trying to stop us. Fame, notoriety, need all of that. Can't just have duffel bags full of money. Yeah, no. That's not what being a supervillain is about. It's about marketing. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is the first time that we meet Psy in this scene. Psy is... Um, not a robot. He's a disabled person. <laughs> he's, I, uh, he's Ivy's landlord, and he doesn't like all of this mess. Um, he's kind of grumpy. And, uh, and this is also... I think some time passes... But um, we also meet King Shark right after this. Um, God, I love King Shark. King Shark, uh, voiced by Ron Funches. Super funny. He is uh, large for a man, but pretty normal sized for a shark. And he's brought in by Clayface to help them with their marketing and to help them. He's the computer guy. And. God, he has my whole heart. He is so precious and he's just, ah, he's charming. I love him. Yes, he wears like little glasses. Little little pinchness on his giant shark nose. Yes. Well, his normal size shark nose. And he tries to like, so there's like a, almost like a dating platform for finding a nemesis because that's what Harley decides that they need it, for their image and for their brand as a crew of supervillains is a nemesis. Joker has Batman. Uh, Superman has Lex Luthor. They need a nemesis as well. But the only people they're finding on this platform are like weekender, yeah, D-list dudes. So Harley's frustrated, and so she's like, "We're gonna get Batman, and they're gonna steal Joker's nemesis." And Ivy's just like, no, this is a terrible idea. You know what happens when you get, every time you meet Batman, he tell, he's going to put you in Arkham. Right. But she will not be deterred. Instead, she steals the Batmobile. And that was a pretty cool, like. <laughs> Pure high, chaos. Yeah, high speed chase. Uh, leading the cops away in the Batmobile. She's just pushing random buttons. Uh, and she like drives into this garage where Psycho and Clayface are, and uh, she had tricked the Batmobile into letting her control it because she has uh, used an audio recorder to edit like clips of his voice into you know open the Batmobile, let Harley drive, and she also edits it to say I definitely make love to bats. <laughs> And Clayfist is like, he admits it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, they see a lone figure um, silhouette 
in the warehouse or garage or whatever. They think it's Batman. Harley wants to come up with like a, a quippy line, but it's not Batman. It's Robin. And he is so remarkably bratty that you immediately know that it is Damien as Robin, which yes. is the perfect choice. Yes. He's such a little shithead. He is. He's a little shit. And he's like, battle me, nards. <laughs> it's just this perfect. But they don't want to They don't want to fight a 12-year-old. Right. Um, so that's my favorite swear of the episode <laughs> is, we're not fighting a 12-year-old from the fucking Ren Fair. And that's a Harley line. I was raised by assassins. I just, oh, now God. A group of assassins. Because, yeah, I, I always just immediately go to Dick Grayson when I think of Robin. But no, Damien was the perfect choice of just over-the-top brattiness. Has so many possibilities. I've never really enjoyed watching him, but, like, watching this, I'm like, oh, he has to be fun to write. Mm-hmm. And, but they refuse to fight him. Uh, literally, Harley picks him up and puts him on a hook and <laughs> just walks away. The superhero, supervillain equivalent of getting stuffed in a locker. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Harley's pissed. And when she's later at Ivy's apartment, they're watching TV and they're watching the, the Tawny show. Like, Which is just such a great narrative device also. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Uh, and, uh, Robin's on there and the way he tells the story is they had like a giant fight, lots of lasers. battle. And that's when Harley declared him her nemesis. Asked him to be her oh, nemesis. gotcha, gotcha. Even worse. He's her little sweet potato, Gotham's little sweet potato pie. Ivy's trying to calm Harley down by saying like, no one's gonna believe him. And unfortunately, that's when I think, is it King Shark or or one of the crew says, well, not according to this article by Lois Lane about how uh, Harley choosing, asking uh, Robin to be her nemesis, like sets feminism back. (laughs) (laughs) Behind a paywall. (laughs) And that's the first joke about the paywall, which is hilarious. Like, it's just one of those, like, no. One of those things that I don't expect to hear in this show is just one of like it's so weirdly grounded. Yeah, it's just a clever um, something that adults complain about too. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that like I wouldn't hear in the animated series or things I would really pick up on or laugh at um, in other other Batman media, but it just cracked me up. Also, hot goss, we learn that Batman waxes, at least according to Selena, which also means that we learn that Ivy and Selena gossip about Batman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the paywall joke is like, oh, they can't read the rest of the article. It's behind a paywall. And Psycho's like, oh, I've already used my five free articles. Seven ninety nine. Yeah. Harley is spiraling, wants to go kidnap Lois Lane, which gets great big red flags from ivy because you can't fuck with lois lane people yeah because superman. who doesn't know that because superman and then harley like well then superman will be my nemesis yeah anyway, okay so they literally go to the daily planet tie lois lane up to in a, a rolly office chair <laughs> and they are like you have to change your article you have to print a retraction print like a new article that says harley has not declared a villain or declared a nemesis definitely wouldn't declare uh wouldn't choose a 12 year old 
And, you know, you can spice that up. You're the writer, something like that. And then Superman bursts through the wall. And this is, we have to talk about Superman. Oh my God, I love this Superman. First of all, I love happy, smiling Superman. Uh, And he is like, oh, is this about the paywall? You know, it's a stiff price point, but if you think about the val... And <laughs> you don't even get the crossword. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. Uh, so that was really funny. Um, Robin shows up and he's like... Yeah, you can tell like Superman is just wingmanning for Robin to help him like do his first cute little supervillain battle. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the thing. You go, buddy. Yes. Uh, Lois, you uh, okay with well sushi kid? tonight? Yeah, okay with sushi tonight. Okay with the kid taking it from here, and then he flies off. Oh no! Helping Robin with his little stress nosebleed. Oh yeah. Robin's on a fucking hoverboard. My the gosh. most twelve-year-old thing ever. Like, might as well be Healy's. It's so stupid. I love it. Twelve-year-olds are so obnoxious, but also adorable. And Psycho says something funny. He's like, can you just untag me from all of this? They're live streaming. Yeah, King Shark is recording it. And uh, but Harley and and the crew just leave. They're like, we're not we're literally we are not going to fight you. Superman finger guns, which is bisexual culture. (laughs) I'm glad you caught that. I didn't catch that. So Harley has to do something about these rumors about Robin. Oh, yeah. They just peace out. She's not going to fight the kid. Yeah. Oh, but the like real thing is they go back to Ivy's and there's all of this like baby stuff, uh, like streamers and <laughs> and she signs. first assumes that Ivy's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, this would be so bad for your career, but so good for your Instagram. <laughs> but it's not a it's not a baby shower. It's a message from Joker. Uh, that says just trolling her just for. trolling her for having a 12 year old nemesis and then it explodes and leaves like a layer of ash all over the apartment which again ivy has spent almost all episode cleaning so now harley really has to do something about this because have like obviously getting the respect and admiration of joker is still important to her and she can't stand that he is trolling her so triggered the next scene is... Oh, she says she was going to kill Robin. That's her oh. plan. Oh, yeah. She says she's going to kill Robin. And they're like, uh, no. You, you, cannot. you cannot kill Robin. Psycho, of course, is egging her on. Because <laughs> Psycho is fucking Psycho. Yeah, he is evil, evil. And uh, a kickstart... Well, they say it's bad optics because it'll definitely look like he is her nemesis. And then King Shark is like, also, you'll be killing a child, which some would argue is worse. There's optics. And then being a child killer. (laughs) All right. The next scene is with the crew, Clayface, Psycho, and King Shark, where they're encouraging King Shark to just swim around this tank, be be shark. Uh, uh, but don't hurt him or anything just swim around and scare him and harley comes in with robin in a in a giant sack king's shark and his little trunks his like (laughs) shorts as he swims around i love him king shark had my heart this episode i mean this was a great episode all around but that was such a ah it's perfect and he says like hey there's not going to be any blood or anything uh, because I get a little, I get a little weird if there's blood around, 
And uh, so they had tied Robin up in like above a shark tank. King Shark is just kind of swimming around in a circle and like jumping. Classic super villain layer shit. Yeah, and jumping and like barely missing him, but missing him on purpose. And Harley like talks to Robin and says, you have to say that we are not, that you lied, that we are not nemeses. And uh, Robin says, why would I tell the truth? I'm Gotham sweet potato pie. Everybody would believe what I say. And that's when you hear like the audience going, ooh. And it, all the It's walls, another Tawny episode. All the walls drop and there's live audience and Tawny's there with her camera. And, you know, he just admitted that he had lied. And the lower third is like, sweet potato pie is rotten or something like that. And there's a DJ siren. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So uh, the DJ air horn slash siren um, is probably one of the sound effects that can make me laugh every single time I hear it. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Doesn't, gonna... doesn't matter if it's on here. Doesn't matter if it's on ologies. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> doesn't matter if I'm imitating it. <laughs> uh, it, just, it just gets me. They're wrapping up this kind of stunt. Unfortunately, Robin gets one of his stress nosebleeds and a drop of blood drops into the tank. And you can just see King Shark's pupils blow. Yeah. Just full dilation. And he just goes into like complete uh, shark brain and like really tries to to eat Robin and... <laughs> Uh, Psycho and Clayface are on the side like, huh, didn't you assume when he said gets funny that it was like some sort of like fainting thing? Yeah, I did. Oh, what a funny misunderstanding. Meanwhile, Harley actually saves Rob instead of letting him get his head chomped off. Yeah, and he's like, she's like carrying him. Uh, and he like, has the temerity to just like grin yeah. cheekily at her yeah and the the live audience is like oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate I, this kid i could have let him die but i wouldn't because he's a kid and kids are gross <laughs> and not my nemesis uh and then that's i think that's when batman shows up but right before like uh king shark crashes through the shark tank glass and is just trying to get Because he's also a land shark. Yeah. I mean, he has arms and legs. And uh, that's when Batman shows up and you see the shark repellent of shark repellent. Now explain the shark repellent. So like on the old Batman TV show, or maybe it was one of the movies. Either way, Robin and... The Adam Adam West one, Yes. Oh, yeah. The old school cheese. They're hovering from a absolutely ridiculous helicopter. It's like a two-minute scene, which feels like 15 minutes because of how the action was in old TV shows back then, of Batman being attacked by a shark and Robin climbing down a ladder, dangling from a helicopter, and like flipping upside down unnecessarily to get Batman some a can of shark repellent so he can fight a shark in midair by spraying it with shark repellent and then just let's go. And is treated as like the ultimate intention, and it's it's wonderful, but so cheesy. It's on YouTube. The whole scene is. Yeah, we watch the scene on YouTube, and it's also like the longest scene. It, it is, is like about you, two minutes total. You watch like Robin or or Batman like walk like step down this ladder step by step. It's like a twenty foot ladder, and it is as slow as if like my thirty two year old ass 
my 32-year-old non-acrobatic ass was doing this. It is painfully uncoordinated. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, cool callback um, to that show with the shark repellent spray. Batman sprays um, King Shark in the face to get him away from Robin. And... Um, and then he turns back to Harley because he's like, you put my ward in danger. You could have um, had him killed. You're going to Arkham forever. You're, yeah, which is exactly what um, Ivy said Batman would say. So they start fighting on live television. Think of the ratings. And um, Ivy sees it on TV. It's like, oh, hell. Uh and then uh, so heads she, out to help. Yeah, so she shows up, um, and then like oh, Joker, Joker cuts to him. It. He's robbing a bank, which I like that all the people running out of the bank had like the giant Joker grins. I like because I'm Batman the animated series fan. I love the Joker that uses laughing gas that like gives him that rictus smile. I just it's a nice touch. And yeah, so he um, walks out of the bank with all this money, and Batman's not there. And he's like, hey, because stood up. <laughs> yeah. So and one of his goons shows Tawny on his phone, like Batman's there fighting Harley. And so he gets all jealous. So he leaves to go. And um, Ivy shows up first, like just a bunch of vines, just push up, like break open the door. Or just in time because Batman is kicking Harley's ass. Yeah. I mean... We talked about this. Harley is not a combat veteran. She is a gymnast. Right. Who can just swing a bat really hard. Yeah. And I she mean, has no she fear. would she would definitely kick my ass, <laughs> but she's not going to kick Batman's ass. Yeah. Uh Batman is just throwing her around like a doll and Ivy shows up and one of the first things she says is my favorite swear. My entire existence seems to be spent cleaning up your fucking messes. Yeah. And so she, so Ivy and Harley are taking on Batman. Doing really well. Yeah. um, Her crew. Good team. (laughs) They get King Shark, um, you know, he goes back to normal and everybody just sits in the audience. Psycho, Clayface, and and King Shark just watching the show. Tawny's trying to interview Ivy and she's like, not a supervillain, eco-terrorist. Yeah. And also, I'm not, like, uh, Tawny asks her how she feels, like, Obviously, your friend is like crossing over all these boundaries. Uh, Do you want to talk about how that makes you feel? And I was like, absolutely not. But I will say (laughs) (laughs) it's a myth that you have to rinse out your cans and bottles before putting them in the recycling. Uh, It wastes water. And I haven't looked this up, but ever since she said it, it gives me pause. You know? I, uh, unless I think it's going to stink before the recycling's picked up. I haven't been rinsing as much, I won't lie. And, I mean, maybe it's silly to, like, take this as truth. But I know, when we should I Google be, it, it would yeah. be easy. <laughs> but I haven't yet. <laughs> Are you going to Google it right Keep now? Keep talking, okay. I'm going to look. Um, and, and when uh, Ivy gets on the screen, it cuts to Kite Man in Noonan's, and he's just doing this little shoulder shimmy, which I think is really funny. And that's it. Like, that's the only time you see him uh, on this episode. Um, and so while they're all fighting, all three of them, uh, there's this scene where, uh, or there's this part where Batman, like, throws Ivy by her vines 
and she lands on top of Harley, and the audience goes, ooh. And Harley does this little, like, nervous grin and kind of moves her hand. Yeah, moves her hand, like, down Ivy's side. And But Ivy's pissed. She just, like, gets up and walks away. And there's this split second where Harley look, looks sad. Um, like, oh, this could be something we could laugh about. Oh, you're actually pissed. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that. And then that's when um, Joker comes in and he's like, he's coming in down the stadium seats and he's like pushing people by their faces, which I thought was funny and was like, Batman, you stood me up. And so now it's like a four-way fight where it's Harley and Ivy against the world. They're fighting Batman. They're fighting Joker. Harley's crew is still just sitting in the audience. Yeah, they're just watching this play out. Robin is, like, screaming for his dad, still tied up and useless. Yeah. Did you look it up? Did you find it? Yeah, I did. Um, Looks like you should definitely rinse, but that is mostly for, like, odor and rot control. So, like, don't have, like, a bunch of fly-attracting odiferous shit just hanging out at a recycling center, which should be fairly clean, but you don't need to scrub things. Gotcha. And this is according to... um, a news station in Minneapolis that did an interview with the local recycling center. Cool. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, so they're all fighting each other and then Joker breaks away and takes Robin and like kidnaps him and says, you know, if you want your boy wonder back, you better start showing up to my cool crimes. And, uh, Harley and Ivy, like, the fight's over. Batman obviously has to go save Robin. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, cuts back to the audience and Clayface is like, well, I am absolutely spent. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally like cheering for both sides. There's this They're just here where- for the drama, which <laughs> is totally Clayface. Yeah. Uh, that was funny. And so Harley and Ivy like uh, leave, even though Harley wants to stay to meet the ferrets. And it goes back to the apartment. Uh, I will say, did well, I was looking at things up, you may have mentioned it, but like it cut to Wonder Woman like eating cereal with like a milk mustache. Uh, I can't believe I forgot that. Like throughout the fight, it cuts to the rest of the Justice League just watching it on TV. Like, oh shit. Yeah. uh, So (laughs) like Superman and Lois are eating sushi and Lois is like, oh my God, pay attention. And he's just like put like shoveling rolls in his face. And then Green Lantern, or the, sorry, Aquaman, is on the toilet. Watching on his phone. And a Wonder Woman is on her couch eating cereal with... For dinner. With, like, hair <laughs> removal cream on her face. Oh, I thought it... I didn't think it was that. Mm-hmm. Was there, like, a bottle or something? I thought it was, like, a milk mustache. Oh, I, it looked too, um, too uniform. I don't know. It's a why would you have a why would you have a milk mustache when you're eating cereal with a Cause, spoon? Because you drink a bowl and you got another bowl. She had no. I'm telling you, it was hair removal thing. Something. We're gonna have to look again. If, unless there was a bottle, why would you assume someone well, put hair removal on their upper lip while they're eating? Well, maybe it wasn't cream. Maybe it was like strips. I don't know. I, I think it was milk. No way. There's there, already an implication there that like there is. Gap. There was a gap between them because it was too uniform. Because p- humans have a philtrum. <laughs> no, if you 
if you've seen cartoon renditions of a milk mustache, it is not two uniform like pieces on their upper lip. It is like around their. It's mouth. like a John Waters version of a milk mustache. We'll watch this again. Oh my! I gosh. am. No, I'm on this hill. We'll update next episode. I'm going to fight about this one. No, ma'am. She is. It is so much funnier if she was removing (laughs) upper lip hair. There is. When you hear hoofbeats, it's not usually zebras, it's horses. We already have the implication that she's got a gallon of milk on the table. No. Okay. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so that's interspersed within the fight, uh, which just made it a whole lot funnier. Arkham. It cuts to Arkham with everyone cheering every time, like, Batman gets hit. Yeah, and uh, it goes to, like, the Cobblepots, and Cobblepots' nephew is like, Kill him, Ivy! Okay, so that's what, like, this scene was probably one of my most favorite scenes of the entire season, if not the entire show, just because it was so funny and so clever and so chaotic and I just... I But with I, layers. Yeah. I'm stoked to watch it every single time. Uh, after the fight, they're back at Ivy's apartment. But this time, everyone's pitching in and cleaning. Character development. Yeah. And Harley realized that they're... Well, gonna- wait. Everyone's pitching in and helping cleaning except Harley. <laughs> She's got her entire crew cleaning. She is... I have not seen her clean shit yet. I mean, it's a start. Right. I mean... Obviously, she's making things cleaner instead of making things worse, mm-hmm. but she has not yet taken personal responsibility. She ha- She is making her goons do it, and I think that is a good thing. Um, it's an improvement, <laughs> but it's a real change. Okay, fair. I mean, there's a lot of show left to go, but she says something nice to Ivy. She says, like, we're going to start helping around... Um, You know, even though I don't take your advice, I really appreciate the advice you give me that I do not take. (laughs) JKH, just keep heisting. Yeah. Um, And she, uh, that also, they also um, mention that King Shark is in the crew now. He's not just, you know, around for that A looky-loo. Oh, yeah. And um, she realized that, Harley realized that she upset Ivy. Yeah. which is a good thing because yeah. she, she could she could be so wrapped up in her own thing, obviously, and be oblivious to how her actions affect others. And um, she kind of has been in crisis mode, mm-hmm. probably ever since she got into a relationship with Joker. Yep. So this is my favorite horror livey scene. Well, no, my fir- favorite horror livey scene is when they're fighting Batman together. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But just I watching am- them work together as a team was. Mm-hmm. Even though Ivy was pissed at her, always going to have her back. And everything seems pretty happy. Unfortunately, Cy comes in and hands Ivy an eviction notice because she has a pet and it's Pink Shark. It's <laughs> like, racist. that is racist. If not, or, at or at least, least specious. At least xenophobic. Uh, but Cy will not be budged and Ivy is pissed again. She slams the door and it shatters the coffee table. So there is a TV tally, one, from the very beginning, but there's a... Oh, it's actually two. Two? Yeah, with the off-screen mention of nine within two weeks. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Boise Divey says that Hartley has broken nine TVs since she's been there, and we also see two 
broken on screen. Yeah, and three coffee tables broken this episode. A lot of coffee tables. All right, then we can cut to the Bat Cave actually before the episode ends. Yeah, and we've got like moody little prepubescent Robin, just like. But father, why? Yeah, uh, and it's uh, I'm like Batman comes in with a sandwich. I had uh, like I made you your favorite, and you didn't make that. Alfred made that. I made Alfred make that. <laughs> I made him make it. But you know, I. Robin is talking about Teen Titans and how everyone has nemesis. And I would love to see this version of Teen Titans. Yes, that would be so funny. Uh, And Batman says, like, you know, you might not believe this, but I didn't get my nemesis until I was in my 20s. And uh, Robin says, like, don't patronize me, father. It's unbecoming. And I love that line. (laughs) To go between that and, like, fight me, nards. (laughs) Right. I just... But it's all Damien Wayne. Like, this This actually makes me like that character more. Like, I... He has to be fun. But yeah. Then he has... Uh, when he can start having sex and Batman pieces out going, Oh, heard the bat signal. Bye. Yeah. And like literally blasts a hole in the bat cave with the bat. <laughs> Can't get out of here fast enough. Yeah. Uh, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. I just like... They introduce more characters that have appeared in other things. But it's almost like this is... These are one of my favorite renditions. So Superman was great. Uh, Damian Wayne was great. King Shark mm. is awesome. Right. And they just like let people be who they'll be for this character rather than try and like, oh, here's the exposition fairy of who this is and who they have to be. It's just, no, whatever. You know who they are. And if not, you maybe will be interested enough to find out who they are. Mm-hmm. And, it was just a very, history. yeah, it was just a really well-paced episode. I love the animation expressions people had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of like little micro moments, um, like with, you know, the Justice League watching the fight with Kite Man in the bar. Just so many details packed in this. Mm-hmm. This is, despite being an over-the-top ridiculous chaos show, it's also a really thoughtful over-the-top ridiculous chaos show mm-hmm. yeah just so many good details so, so so many good characters and humor and cleverness like this is the if you haven't been like hooked on the show by this point i think that this is the episode that i'm always excited to show people like when we had a couple close friends over and we watched Harley Quinn, I was very excited to get to this episode with them because I thought it was uh, definitely the best, at least in the beginning of the first season. Yeah, this this is the one where you get out of kind of the pilot feel of things and just it truly takes off and sets the tone. Mm -hmm. But definitely a winner. Next week, we're going to um, recap episode five. Uh, please chime in on this Wonder Woman mustache debate, whether it's a milk mustache or she was removing her um, upper lip hair, which is definitely funnier. It doesn't matter what's funnier. It matters what's true. (laughs) I'm saying that they would go for the funnier joke. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and Okay, are you going to say something else? Yeah. What's funny about hair? We're all fucking mammals. No, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you have never seen hardly anyone admit. 
to waxing their upper lip at home. <sighs> anyway, subscribe, rate, and review uh, this podcast uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, tune in next week when we recap episode five. And lastly, thanks for listening. Thank you. Because body hair, hilarious. Oh my gosh, now you're just trying to trying to roast me.